It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theater, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey, hey! And Murray, the man who must have been downright giddy as he got to go to the new Liam Neeson flick, I think. I hope you enjoyed it more than me, Burman. We'll have to see, won't we? We will. <gasps> Suspense. Dun, dun, dun. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. I can tell you one thing. I missed my merman for that movie. Well, thanks to all been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us a five-star rating on your listening platform. Or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash filmrageyyc. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible film and we will watch it if it played anywhere in cinemas even if it was only one in Tijuana we will still see it now let's get to raging but first here's a word from our sponsors hey Bryce what are you doing tonight I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadows Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie planned? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. It's almost like on cue. Almost. That isn't like every single month a Liam Neeson movie coming out. You know what? There was a Liam Neeson movie and there was a superhero movie. Oh, yeah. Sure was. But the moment that Murray's been waiting for since it was discovered, I think a month ago, a when month he found ago. out that Marlo was coming out. Because Liam Neeson basically puts out a movie every second month. So there's always one in the hopper. I think he's got 72 okay. yeah, he's got in production or post-production yeah, right now. And there's about 14 more that are coming out this year. So. Yeah, exactly. Where he uses his... Particular sets particular of skills. Particular sets of skills. That's right. All right, the movie, I'll just kick it off here, was Marlowe, starring Mr. Liam Neeson. Marlowe is the latest from director Neil Jordan, who is pretty consistent over the years. He makes good movies, for the most part, along with some stinkers like High Spirits, but that starred Steve Gutenberg, so it was doomed from the start. As well as the occasional excellent movie mixed in, such as Mona Lisa or The Crying Game. Ah, <gasps> yes. In this, he tells the story of a private detective played by Liam Neeson in 1930s California. He is hired by the mysterious Claire Cavendish, played by Diane Kruger, to find her ex-lover. 
From here, the tale of lies and deception unfolds as we unravel the mystery of the disappearance along with a few twists along the way. Mm. Liam Neeson is passable as Marlowe, the weathered tough guy P.I., but his colored hair and especially dark brown dyed eyebrows were quite distracting. The all-star cast also includes Jessica Lange, Alan Cumming, Danny Houston, and Adawale Akinuye Agbaje. I'm going to ask you to say that again later. (laughs) (laughs) You were all very good. With such a stellar cast and a reasonable tale to present, this film should have been better. But it was surprisingly poorly edited as transitions from scene to scene were quite choppy. Plus, in a couple of scenes, one camera angle would be like perfectly steady and then they would switch angles and the camera was shaking all over the place. Quite astonishing that this type of stuff would be present in a Jordan film, a man that has been doing it for 40 years. This whole project was a waste of talent all around. I will, however, say it is the best Liam Neeson film since Made in Italy. Unfortunately, that still makes it a rage. Oh... Well, you know, shocker. I'm a little bit shocked, actually, too. I'm actually really shocked. I'm surprised he's not angrier. Well, you haven't heard me talk yet, Murray. So let me tell you what I think of Marlowe. Liam Neeson, as we've already discussed, has a particular set of skills. Making bad movies. Now, hold tight. I'll let you know very shortly what those are. I already know. Period piece. All right. Detective Liam Neeson film. I know. It sounds like it should be good. The only thing missing from this list might be found footage, musical sports films, and you have the list of films that I truly despise. A film with dialogue completely devoid of any charm, delivered by actors so stiff and unbelievable, you think you may be watching each other deliver their lines individually in their own soundstage and then tape together to match up into the movie. So many characters in this who done it where they should have been asking who cares. Not one, not, and I mean, not one character was developed in a way I cared for any of them to solve a case. I wasn't invested from, from moment one. It doesn't mean their character was developed. Um, Where there is an implied love interest between Liam and a woman portrayed to be his granddaughter's age in scenes that were cringe-inducing from moment one, where every scene to the next is less and less fluid and the characters got more unlikable and less believable. The funniest thing about this experience, and this is one that I think you will all appreciate, Mm is after leaving the cinema, listening to most of the geriatric patients who go to Liam Neeson movies, say, did you understand all of that? That one was saying to the other, and I quote, to which I thought, how could you not have understand, Marlowe? Because every single character, should I say, every other repulsive character would basically repeat every single conversation so that you couldn't help but know stuff because they would re-explain it. In in movies like that are a mystery, they had to re-explain things because if it was repeated at least twice, then you you probably shouldn't have missed what was happening. 
So that was pretty funny for me as I watched. There was like three different couples. The first couple walked out and they're like, hey, did you understand all that? And the other maybe one said- Maybe they couldn't hear it. Maybe, maybe. Um, but I'm thinking maybe they didn't hear the second time when they were repeating what was actually explained in the movie. Maybe that was it. That being said, there were two things that I ver liked very much about this movie. Number one, Cedric, the driver, played by Q At Bryce. Adewale Akinuye. Agbaje. Fuck, man, that's brilliant. How do you do that? And number two was the music, which I thought was amazing. The fact that they put 30s period piece music with really, really, really good choices of the music made it enjoyable if I could have just closed my eyes and blanked out everything else. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Liam Neeson has a particular set of skills. He has the skill to annoy the living fuck out of me every time I see him on screen. Oh, and the other skill he has is making movies that make me rage. Yeah. That is not a shocker. <laughs> well, yeah, it isn't a shocker because when you see the movie, it's terrible. And what did Murray think? Well. It's Liam Neeson, so it's Mondo. <laughs> <laughs> This may surprise you guys. What? I hated this film. What? This is coming from it somebody, surprise somebody me, who likes ne Liam Neeson. Yes. Likes detective stories and occasionally a good period drama. Mm. Wait, okay, can can we just can every can you stop the music, please? Just stop. No. Just stop it for a second. This is a monumental moment in film rage history. Cause Murray literally, we even have in our advertising, in hopes that Murray's going to get to see a old, Liam Neeson movie. Liam Neeson exactly. Movie. So this is monumental for you, Murray. I'm I, not finished. I know. I, oh, wait. I'm excited for this. Sorry. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm just saying I hated the movie. Oh. The movie. Oh, gotcha. The entire movie. Oh, perfect. This is good. So, so did we. Oh, now, <laughs> as I was saying, sorry, I do no. like the occasionally detective story. I like Liam Neeson, and I like good period drama. Now, all the blame can't be put on old man Neeson. Agreed. It just can't be. In case people forgot, at one time, he used to be a strong actor capable of good performances. Mm. He, he wasn't a bad actor from the ago. start. I mean, just saying. You're right. Uh, unfortunately, in his later years, he has been handed incomprehensible messes of films. And this is sadly another one. As somebody who grew up with the works of Arthur Conan Doyle, Agatha Christie, Dashiell Hammett, who did Sam Spade, mm -hmm. Mickey Spillane, etc., I was actually looking forward to this film. I don't know a whole lot about Philip Marlowe, never read one of his books, but I expected a better story. Not surprisingly, I discovered this story was not based on an original Marlowe book. What? It was based on some crappy screenplay that somebody wrote, or book they wrote about something else. They just adapted the character, apparently. Interesting. Uh, that is interesting. Despite an obviously talented cast, they this were, they are. was painfully boring by the numbers crime story that is so clumsy and dialogue heavy in the way it explains the details mm -hmm. it literally put me to sleep yes in the middle of the afternoon <laughs> maybe i was missing my nap 
instead of showing characters actually traveling from place to place, they just show up. Like when Marlowe's actually investigating, he just shows up at places. They don't show him traveling at all. I know he has a car. Um, it was far too complicated and it seemed like everybody in the film knew more about the about how to solve a crime than the actual detective did. <laughs> Like, he seemed like an idiot for the whole movie. Yep. Uh, yeah, epic fail, Mr. Neeson. Uh, this was his 100th film. Is he celebrating that, I Maybe wonder? Maybe it's time <laughs> to retire. I've never heard Murray even think of this. I still love Liam Neeson, but he needs to stop making crap. It's his, it's his 100th film, but it's like his 50th in the last three years. That's true. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it was a rage. I hated it. And I thought I would love it. There you yeah, go. yeah. Rage! 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 Having said that, if I see a movie he's going to be in that actually looks like it might be good, I'm still going to go see it. Because you thought this was going to be good. Yeah, because I like detective stories. You do. And it's about Philip Marlowe, one of the most right. famous detectives in the world. I know. But apparently it's not the actual story. It's somebody makes made some shit up and made a movie out of it. Putting, yeah, putting all that aside, it was just a poorly made movie by a guy that knows how to make a movie. Yeah. And that's what, what was most disappointing to me. Like going in, I'm like, at least... It's it's this is being made by someone that knows how to make it and just the 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 littlest things were just like I couldn't get over that like why is this camera shaking in the hallway on on one angle and then they show it from the other the other direction and the camera's perfectly still like what is going on like and there was no sense to it, it they weren't trying to no. create some sort of effect yeah like they weren't trying That's to do a found like, footage how is, situation how is this not caught in so, I, in post or yeah it's yeah. like what are you doing no, like it was really bad he just slapped this together like it's like he didn't care yeah. well that that it's like they rushed it like yeah. they really did Everything about it, like I know you and I had a brief chat about this after seeing you, it. And you hated it more than me, but I oh, did not like it. Yeah, it, but but not just the fact that I hated it, but I hated everything about it except for yeah. those two items. But one of the things that, you know, kind of, as, as we came out of the theater and I'm like, I could not stand how they were talking. Like the, it really did feel like they were not, no one was having a fluid conversation. It's like when you have, when you have conversation, it flows. It was almost like, my name is Marlo, and I am here to solve this crime. And then the other person would go, "I know you are Marlo. You are here to solve this crime." I actually, and then I it, didn't. I didn't mind the no, dialogue. No, that was. And I didn't mind the performances. No, except, they were all except for his buddy in the in the police force. He was terrible. They, yeah. they were. But everybody else was fine. Liam Neeson was just Liam Neeson. What Liam Neeson does. Oh, yeah. Is he sits on screen and he gives that look and he makes himself tall and then he walks around and then watching him fight was was gross. Oh, that was, that was watching you know like just every single thing. Yeah. He, it's like I used to love Liam Neeson. He I, he I was never, in I never loved in him, one of he was okay. He was he's in one of my favorite movies of dread that I've ever seen. Yep. The Good Mother, yeah. which in my opinion is probably one of the me best movies ever made, directed by Spock himself. I and still haven't watched it. It is you know. it is full of dread. It is so depressingly you, you will hate yourself and everybody that you know once you watch that movie. That is but what it I was done so brilliant. Exactly. <laughs> Why you haven't seen this yet? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to. I'm going when, to. When you see it again, I want to watch it with you because yeah, I haven't right. seen it since I first saw it in th cinemas, and it's traumatized me since that moment. Right. So you know, it's I know got a lot to live up to, to now, Jim. To Murray's point, 
he he's done some stuff that's amazing, but he's just it's like he found this groove that is like I'm just gonna walk around and pretend I have an uh, American accent. Well, and the problem is you slow down with age, but yeah, I I don't want to say older actors like say over the age of eighty should stop acting. Yeah, but a lot of them probably should. Well, because some they of them should. They've but obviously they all lost should. a step, but they shouldn't be trying to do stuff they can't. Like for example, upcoming this year, which we already talked about. The new Indiana Jones. Yeah. yeah. There's How another old one. is Harrison yeah. Ford? Like 80-something? Yeah. And I, I don't care if it's a stunt double. You should, an 80-year-old guy should not be jumping from vehicle to vehicle. Oh, it's yeah. it's going to be hard to watch. And and that's the whole thing. I mean, I'm, I'm all for older actors. Like you got to act your age. Yeah. Not your shoe size. And that's part of it. But, yeah, there, there's too much trying to fit round, round pigs into square holes yeah. here. And uh, It's know. nostalgia. Like, they, they've built – we've built the – um, I don't want to say North American, but certainly the American and to a lesser degree, Canadian film industries on people going to the cinema. It's like they're trying to get people to come back to the cinema by building this bridge of nostalgia. And why don't you just fucking make good movies? Like, just make good movies that people want to see. There's a reason why The Whale is still playing in cinemas because it's a fucking great movie oh, and people should see it. Too. Yes, but it's also a great movie. The fact that it's stuck around for like almost three months is fantastic. People go see that movie. Stop seeing Liam Neeson in anything. And that's a perfect segue into our next movie. Pretty much. That we saw. Is it a superhero movie? Sure is. It's, well, that's debatable. Is it? Yes, it is a little bit debatable. Huh. So we went and saw another movie it's. called Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Quantumania. Quantumania. Ania. Huh. So I got holes. <laughs> the only line of dialogue that made sense and the only thing in this entire movie that made me laugh. That one made me laugh. Because we got force-like powers from every single, and I'm putting quotes here, super character. The ever-popular plot of, I can't tell you anything from my time in the Quantumanium realm, because then this movie why? would not exist. Yes. And every single thing that's superhero, and I'm putting quotes here again, yeah. This film is nonsensical, and as they conveniently forget, mm. they have powers at some times. It's like, if if I see another fucking superhero movie where they have unbridled power, and they forget they, they have that power conveniently to change the story direction, I am going to scream at the fucking screen. I am so angry. Wow. Kang's character is destroying waves and waves of people with his laser hands, but has to stop and talk to Ant-Man and friends. Like, come on. That is the stupidest thing. And then he's blasting the shit out of every minor he's, character he's no, that's there. No but then he has to talk. But then he has to then he has to sit and talk to that one lady who's like the the rebel leader. Yeah. It's like, yeah, really? You should have blown her head off too. Like what your your laser hands got tired? Is this is this what's happening here? I believe it was his suit. And they, they no, he no. was he was no, completely was his wrist thing, and it, it got destroyed. No, because he still had it, but he wasn't hitting her. 
They, they, you're right. They did destroy it, and then he didn't use it. Then he used his hands to squish people against, like. It's, well, no, then it, he actually did hand to hand combat. Yeah, <laughs> no, but he, yeah, he's doing hand to hand combat, but he has the power to go flip against a wall yeah, no, he's with got, a flip he's of his Jedi hand. Powers. Like it's just yeah. one thing after another. Kang's character is just annoying. Plus, the CGI, for the most part, was horrible and looked like Darren in front of a blue screen. Oh. And then there's the whole character of Darren himself. Moda. They and they have an ooze that allows people to translate languages, but then they never thought that that was a valuable piece of information to take a sample with them. They did. Plus to the bar. No, they didn't take it with them. No, but they got it at the bar. Yes, I know they got it at the bar. It's all over the fucking place in this in this in this realm. But instead, you know, instead of collecting things that would be valuable when they go back home, no, no, like let's just let's just continue to go then you've got kang and his cronies who all speak english which makes perfect sense why do i think this you're asking and all look human and no it's not because the ooze was taken because they speak english when they talk to each other this went from one level of stupid to another the story is predictable and unbelievable and is completely disnified because in reality Kang would have fucking just killed them all multiple times over. The only good things in this movie was the gooey hole guy. And wait, no, it, that's the only thing that was good in this movie. I never thought it possible that the Disney MCU could ever make a movie that even made Bill, Bill Murray repulsive, but apparently they knew how to do that too. This may be a surprise to everyone because I, be I believe... This may be now on repeat for me, but superhero movies are now stupid. The MC, MCU and Disney have no originality whatsoever. They don't even know what franchise they're doing anymore because there was so many Star Wars universe flows from this going back and forth into the M MCU and vice versa now. It's just, it's just one big ugly mess of Disney plus TV forced down our throats on nauseam this movie of all movies so far this year is my biggest rage i fucking hated all, everything about this except for ooze man and and otherwise it was just a waste of time i hated it i hated everything about it what'd you think <laughs> well uh buckle up my friend you loved kang there are seven more movies and he is gonna oh, be there at great. the end oh fantastic he's the new thanos apparently and there's a million of them not to give away spoilers which i already did yeah we saw a million of them. um well i liked it better than the first two probably because it didn't have those three idiot sidekicks of his which was my least favorite part of the first two i actually did it laugh out loud a few times in a stroke of pure genius slash madness, they brought back the villain of the first film, spoiler alert, as the floating headless villain Modoc, which is easily the lamest villain in all of Marvel. He's a floating head he had who little, shoots stuff. He had little arms and little legs. My name is Darren. I'm not a dick. <laughs> Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he was. Uh, I did actually laugh every time he showed up because it was so stupid. <laughs> um, like, I've played Marvel video games, and yeah, it's the stupidest character I've ever seen. Ever. Out of the entire Marvel universe. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And they made it into reality. Awesome. Sweet. Um, 
Another stroke of genius slash madness, my absolute favorite character is Veb, V-E-B, a walking, talking pile of goo. Whole guy. Voiced by David Dasmalchian, who was one of the idiot sidekicks in the first two. What? He was also the polka dot guy in the last Suicide Squad. Nice. That's who that guy is. I fucking love that guy. Because I had to look it up. I didn't know who he was. Um, laughed my ass off at every scene he was in. Uh, also, Michelle Pfeiffer. Pardon my drool, but yum. She's 64, by the way, and looks as beautiful as she's ever been. Do you not think anything of that was CGI, though, Murray? I'm sure it is. I don't care. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I've seen real pictures of her. There's not CGI, and she's oh, okay. still gorgeous. Okay, good. Uh, I feel she was the real star of this film, though she doesn't get a suit like the other one. The others did. She doesn't need a suit. She has to use her brain to outwit the bad guys. Mm. Okay, the plot of this film. <laughs> now, the first two films were recently on TV, so I watched them back to back. Whoa. They were worse than I remembered. Horrible villains and stupid plots and cheesy jokes. This one had less of that except in the beginning. Once they got pulled into the realm, the action picked up and the wisecracking pretty much went away. Uh, as other people have remarked, it looked like a Star Wars planet or possibly an Avatar Didn't planet. I just say that? Oh, did you? I didn't hear you. Uh, there were walking buildings with arms, a guy with a broccoli head, and a walking pile of goo with no holes named Veb. And yes, giant ants that somehow got sucked into the realm along with the rest of them. Of course, the plot of this film is really unimportant as it serves only one purpose. To introduce the big bad Marvel bully Kang the Conqueror, who is the new Thanos. Except apparently he has Jedi-like powers that can see alternate realities and timelines. There are going to be about eight or nine more of these films with him, so you better get used to him. Uh, it was a thrill ride with a dumb plot, but it's still a man. All right. Mm. Bryce, what do you think? You usually think superhero movies are meh. Well, I used to. <laughs> <sighs> Ant-Man and the Wasp was another Marvel CGI festival of crap. It feels like Marvel is phoning it in at this point. Kang is introduced in this one, and apparently he is the all-powerful villain that the Avengers will eventually have to deal with. For someone that will be the focus of presumably many Marvel films going forward, he seems extremely underwritten. We know he is angry, and he wants to get out of the quantum realm. But that's about it. He is not particularly menacing, and that has a lot to do with where Marvel is at these days. If this is a man to be feared, show me why we should fear him. I thought overall this film made him look very beatable. I mean, if Ant-Man can pretty much best him, I would imagine the whole Avengers crew should have no problem at all. So if this was supposed to get me excited for the next chapter in the Marvel Universe, it has failed miserably. Heck, if this was even just supposed to entertain me, failed at that, at that as well. Chaotic CGI battles seem to be the conclusion of every Marvel film, and they all fail to do anything but make me a little motion sick, and this was no exception. 
Superhero movies used to be mad to me, but as of late, they cannot even live up to that low bar as they continue to follow the same formula to exponentially diminishing returns. I used to say if it was a superhero movie, it was meh. But more often than not now, that phrase has been replaced with, it was a superhero movie, so it was a rage. So you finally got to the same place I am. I'm it took just, you a couple more movies. I am just done. I And you know what? I still have hope, and I don't know why. Don't oh, know. and there's another tidbit for you guys. Because, mm. you know, I do research about this stuff. Yep. Um, apparently, according to the, I guess, record book, or dubious record book, on um, Rotten Tomatoes, this now has is tied for the second lowest marvel movie ranked of all time you mean it's just above morbius no it's it i think more actually Mor- morbius got above that but no the the worst one used to be the eternals and now it's tied with ant-man quantumania mm. so but you know you still got higher grades by the actual you know film goers i'm talking about critics here yeah hated it, but. i i just kept feeling you know, they just kept moving from one scene to the next was, with no connection to anything. And it was just, it, you know, it yeah. was The whole thing was to introduce this Kang and they had Kang get beat by Ant-Man. So who freaking cares about Kang? Like, well, really? Yeah. Well, there's a million other Kangs. Ant-Man, so. yeah, I know, but... I never heard of him until like uh, six months ago. Like, who cares? If if the, all the other Kangs are not going to be any better than this Kang, and Ant-Man beat him by himself. Yeah. So, what's her name? Who's the super... The one where Captain Marvelicious or whatever? Yeah, that, yeah the Marvel. Yeah, Captain, Captain Marvel. Captain yeah. Marvel and friends are probably going to just... Oh, it's going to be ridiculous. She's going to bitch slap. I would think if this, like is, what, if this is what we got to expect from Kang. Yeah. Thanks, Kang. Put me in there with Kang. I'll take him down. <laughs> with this. Wait, it's like uh, Scott Pilgrim with your vegan power. Your vegan power. Right? Super vegan power. What? Our chicken's not vegan? That, was I could, that wasn't Scott Pilgrim. That was one of the bad guys, though, right? Yeah, that was uh, that was Harvey, your your buddy, Harvey ben? Cavell. Or whatever his name is. Henry, Henry Cavall, yeah. Whoever no. his name is. Harvey. I believe you're thinking of Brandon Routh. Who's my I like other that guy. movie, Harvey. <laughs> about the rabbit? Yeah. Yeah, that was a good movie, I like too. I that movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> I was Why are the, we talking about that? I, was, I know. I was in the play, <laughs> FYI. There you go. Do we have a copy of that somewhere that no. me, Bryce and I could watch? It was not television. Oh, it's, well. not, it's not recorded. Wah, so apparently, wah, wah. thank you, Bryce. That was exactly what we needed. <laughs> All right. Guess what I'm going to talk about? Superhero movies. Liam Neeson. Oh, oh. excellent. <laughs> okay, okay, Marlo sucked. Uh, it wasn't all Liam Neeson's fault, but he's the star, so he gets it with both barrels. After that disappointing movie, I went home. Guess what was on TV that night? Darkman. I love Darkman. Oh, Darkman. That's when Liam Neeson could act. Surprisingly, I hadn't seen it. What? At you hadn't seen Darkman? Not all of it. Wow. Wow. So I figured, what the hell? Indeed. Young Liam Neeson. Young Francis McDormand. Sam that, Raimi. That creepy dude from L.A. Law. Yeah. Uh, directed by Sam Raimi. Yeah. This is before Raimi and his team did the first Spider-Man. 
So this is his first foray into the superhero genre. Indeed. And it was totally 80s, even though it was made in 1990. Totally 80s. Uh, I, I, I thought I would like it more. What? what? Maybe 30 years ago, I would have. <laughs> what? Uh, Neeson and McDormand were good. Uh, everybody else was bad. Like cheesy 80s villain bad. That's why it's That's why it's good. Other than making temporary masks to look like other people, Darkman didn't really seem to have any other powers. Correct. The doctor said he had a lot of rage, he felt no pain, that and he was supposed yeah. to have superhuman strength. Yep. You would think he would use that to his advantage. Doesn't Unfortunately, he? no, he doesn't. Not till the end. Oh. Unfortunately, this movie was a lot of Neeson moping around and yelling at his cat. Yes. Yes. I was also disappointed. By he was the going la- through some stuff, man. Yeah, whatever. He was raging. I was also disappointed by the lack of law enforcement in this movie. I never saw one goddamn cop in the whole movie. They're shooting up the, the streets in Chinatown, and there isn't any cops around. I'm sure someone called them. It takes yeah, a while to after, get there. Yeah. That was the 80s. The cops usually took a 14 minutes to get sure. places. Um, yeah, the bad guys basically opened fire in Chinatown in the middle of downtown and in a helicopter. And, yeah, nothing. Where the hell were the cops? I know it was the 80s, but come on. Uh, as much as I tried to enjoy this film, uh, there just wasn't enough action to satisfy the superhero fan oh. in me. And I thought it had a pretty weak story. But it's yeah. Sam Raimi and Liam Neeson. So it's just a d- disappointing man for me. But Can you do that sound again? I right? finally got to see it. What? Oh. No, not that. Well, that was good. But wah, wah, yeah, wah, there, wah, there, wah, you, wah. there you go. <laughs> Oh, that's too bad. I don't know. Like I said, if I'd seen it 30 years ago, I probably would have liked it. I mean, I remember watching trailers for it at the video store I worked at because it played like every 10 minutes, yep. but I never actually saw the whole movie. Mm. Maybe because I hated that guy from L.A. Law. Oh, well, there's, that's probably why. I did find out something interesting, How though. How can you hate that guy from L.A. Law? Douchebag. Wasn't he like Dr. Giggles, too? Yes. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, something Drake. Something. Yeah, Larry Drake. Drake. Larry yeah. Drake. Yeah. 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 I like Larry, Larry Drake. Larry knows everybody on television. Larry Drake's great. What are you talking about? I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, Dr. I Giggles was great. Whatever. Sure it was a horror movie. I wouldn't like. <laughs> Dr. Giggles was great. Um, yeah, apparently, two interesting facts. Yes. Uh, Bill Paxton was up for the role. Oh. But he's friends with Liam Neeson. Oh. He made the mistake of telling Liam Neeson about the audition. Oh. Liam Neeson snaked that role away from him. And now they're not friends. Well, not for a while. Well, Paxton's dead, but yeah, they weren't Paxton's friends. Paxton's dead? <laughs> like 10 years ago. Really? <laughs> yes. I met him, and then he died like two years later. Oh, no. Is, wait, is, are you the reason he's dead? No. Okay. Did you? I, I didn't give him COVID or anything. It was just like, <laughs> How did I not know this? I don't know. Because anyway, he was on TV for the last anyway, 10 years. Anyway, so this... this Ruined their friendship. Oh. The other thing was, is Raimi wanted his BFF, Bruce Campbell, mm. in the role. Studio kiboshed it. Didn't feel it was right. But, as you might remember, he is still in the movie. Of course I he's in the movie. I do remember, yes. So there you go. Marie, yeah, sometimes it, when it, you don't bring the right. joy, you still bring the it joy. All right. Okay. <sighs> Liam Neeson. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. 
perfect segue from Murray's last words of Liam Neeson to Your rage about my rage for the week. Mm. And it's going to be really simple yep. and it's going to be really short. Good. It is three words. Yes. Well, technically four. Liam Neeson, MCU, which isn't really a word, but yes. it's an acronym. Maybe it's a word now. And Disney. That's it. That's my rage. Those four things put together in my week has destroyed my love of film for one week. There you go. But what isn't going to destroy my love is what we're going to talk about soon. So, yeah, that's my rage this week. All right, then. I don't even want to talk about it. I rage now. Don't want to talk about it? That's it? No. Okay. My rage this week is uh, no surprise. My rage is that Marvel has nothing new to offer. Every film is the same, and they are becoming less and less entertaining. I am hoping that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and Deadpool 3 can raise the bar, but I am afraid that they will probably suck as well. That's my rage. There's a new Blade, too. That's also Yeah, it's going to suck, too. Without Wesley Snipes, it's not Blade. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. And everybody past Adam West isn't Batman, so there you go. Hey! What? That's all I'm saying. No, Affleck. Uh, Adam West. That's it. Yeah. That's a, that's the only Batman. Ben Affleck was Batman. Yeah, that, you just proved my point. No, Thank was, you. He was He's Bruce the Wayne. finest Batman he was ever. Bruce Wayne. You've literally just proved my point. I think I just said that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Rage. Subsiding. Pulse. Slowing. Anger fading. All right. The lists. The lists. So for those of you who are picking us up for the first time, go to our website, filmrageyyc.com, and check out our page called The Lists. There is four sections. There is mesmerizing, there is repulsive, there is doubted, and there is undoubted. Hmm. And uh, we have been trying to work people off our mesmerized list because we just truly do not believe that there should be this many people who are mesmerizing. So, Murray charged us last week with the movie Buffalo Soldiers. <laughs> starring Joaquin Phoenix and also starring Idris Elba. And I believe Bryce has a lot to say about this, so I'm going to let you just spooge. All over the I don't know. I don't know that much. But here's the thing. It's Joaquin Phoenix versus Idris Elba. Obviously, no research was put into this because Idris Elba has exactly four lines. Idris Elba as Kimbaro says, get your effing hands in the air. Drop the effing weapon. Don't make another move. We got some resistance, but nothing we can't handle. So he was, how long did it take me to say all that? That was how long seconds. he was in the... No, it didn't take 30 seconds. It took about 12. So I'm sorry, but if we're going to have mesmerize-offs, we need to think about one thing. You got two people in the script. Take a look at where they are put in the, in the cast. Dude. If they are not within three of each other, 
So no, if, no, you, if one has got top billing and the other one's 47 down the list, then no, it's not going to be a fair mesmerized off. It, well, the challenge is it depends on how you sort your IMDb page. Because if you sort it by popularity, Idris Elba might be number three. They don't sort it by popularity. Well, how many times have we seen a movie and we go like, oh, look, there's these four people in it. And you find out that one of them, who happens to be very popular, was in it for two seconds. It's not like the, the first time The only reason we know happened. the guy's name is because when he, when he calls over where, where he got we got some resistance, but nothing we can't handle, yep. the guy goes, Kimbero, what's your status? That's the only reason we even know his name. I know. It's true. But he did have a name in the credits. So um, I 100% agree with you. As I was watching this, I kept where's Idris Elba? Yeah, where we is Idris Elba? We literally had to, where's Idris Elba? I think it was like an hour and 50 minute movie. And we literally had to wait until an hour and 46 minutes in before we saw Idris Elba. For, for two seconds, then four seconds, then three if, seconds. If only he was in it for five whole minutes, it would have made a difference. Anyway, Murray, I'm not blaming you. I am. Well... Unlike Mr. Hollingsworth, I haven't seen every movie that's, that's been it's put true. out since the he dawn hasn't. of time. Yeah. And you know what? There's no... Especially there's Joaquin nothing... Phoenix movies because I hate them. Yeah, that's true. He Having said it. this, I, I enjoyed watching this again. There was well, a lot... I, I have another I one. I enjoyed I it more than I thought I would. he's in for more than five minutes this time. Idris Elba yeah. and Joaquin no, Phoenix? No. Somebody else. All right. Oh, please tell us. Oh, right, yeah, go ahead. Let's and lay it on me. He is... Two over from the star. There you go, Perfect. Price. Price. Price Hollingsworth. Thank you. And you're gonna love this one. I love it already. Look at my look at the, my smile on my face. Okay. Ghost Rider. Oh, oh. Stop. Yes. Spirit no. of Vengeance. Nice. Not Nick even the first one. Nicholas Cage <laughs> and Idris Elba. Look, they are two apart. <laughs> He's in there more than five minutes. I guarantee you. So there. This is awesome. I don't want to watch this. And Nicholas this. Cage is your boy. So I there, do. You're welcome. I love this movie. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, for this is going to be like Gone in 60 Seconds for me. Is Nicholas Cage really still on the mesmerized list? Yeah, he yes. is. He hasn't been pulled off yet. This Most might of the time, the it's your fault. This but, might be the you time. Know, I'm just saying. I would rather have Idris Elba be gone for the last couple of movies he's put out. Whatever. Yeah, it's not the movie. He's, he's, still, he's still good he's in them. Well, he, what are you talking about? He was in the one with Tilda Swinton. Uh, uh, thousand 2,000 years along. Yeah. Never saw it. Yeah, and I thought he was better than her. So she would have been off twice if it was my... There you go. There you go. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter because she's not on because you had me watch that crap Constantine. Yes, Constantine, the fantastic Constantine. Where she makes one bad decision in her whole freaking career yes. and now she's not on the mesmerized list. You know what you need to do perhaps this weekend to cheer yourself up a little bit that you've built have so a, much rage up have, over have this episode is you should probably watch some Kelsey Grammer. And on that go. note, it's a perfect segue. <laughs> I think we might have to. Actually. <laughs> Are we still talking about the list? I think that's, you know, I think that's pretty good. That's well, we I, I would like to revisit one thing real quick. Okay, let's visit it. Okay, can you look at the, can you pull up Liam Neeson one more time? And can we get an honest review from, from Murray on them now that, because there's a new Murray around now. There is it's a new Murray. not a Murray that's all loving and puppies and rainbows and stuff. Now I want you to go back and look at it again. Because he is definitely freaking doubted. And you're the reason why he's not on the doubted list. <laughs> I, I don't really care. I, I, unless he's on. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Yeah, but if if you give You're the reason he's not on it, he give he keeps giving Mez out to Liam Neeson. Yeah, he loves the mark. He he. We, but I, I, but I think you you gave this last one a rage. Uh, 
Yeah. And I think if you look back and are honest, because I don't think you were before you wanted to be no, nice guy. I think I was. Uh, I don't know. There's a new Murray in town, and he's and a his little name more. Is Reggie Hammond? Oh no, that's not. And he, he he hands out the rage like he never did. Yeah, you before. give out a lot of you get a lot of rage candy these days, Mur. Memory, I didn't mind. Oh. Okay, well, oh, yeah. we can't stop. go. Okay, we can't fine. go. I don't care. We Black can't go past it. Now I'm upset see, that we're having this conversation. See, but if we're going to have that type of conversation, then Murray and I should ask you. Yes. Really, we should be putting Ben Affleck, we should be putting ben Affleck on the repulsive list. How is that possible? He's, a, he's, he's, a, he's literally repulsive. He's the finest actor of mine or anybody else's generation. He's literally repulsive. He's literally the best actor working today. He doesn't even have to open his mouth. Just the sight of him makes me repulsive. Yeah, his pouty little face. I don't understand. Thank what God he wore the Batman mask to cover it up. I understand that you guys are trying to be entertaining by no, saying stuff no, that you know no. isn't true. We're saying but that's that's cool. You the do truth, your little shtick. The you truth guys hurts. Do your shtick. Truth but hurts. The fact of the matter is that Ben Affleck is the finest actor of mine or anybody and else's you will generation. Never get Liam Neeson on any list. Then. There you go. Well, I'm maybe well, you can't be spiteful like that. Well, you can't either. Yeah, I'm not Liam, being Liam spiteful. I'm well, giving the fact. You know what? I think somebody hit hit Bryce with a um, Ben Affleck stick or something Apparently. at one point and knocked his brain loose. Is that Apparently. what you? Is that what happened? I think so. Ben Affleck is the finest actor of mine or anybody. I know else we've heard we've heard that before, but you know that's not true. I know he's also a damn fine director and a, a okay. Now it's just and getting a, and a superior ridiculous. writer. Now now it's just getting out of to, hand. To quote he can my, do no wrong. To quote one of my favorite lines, one of my favorite movies. Yes, which you guys probably both hated. Probably, but let's hear it. Opinions vary. Actually, that's a good line. Said by Dalton. There you go. Roadhouse. Nice. That movie was awful. That was god awful. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Hey there, this is Frankie Sparks. And this is Scott Eisenberg. We're married. And we have a podcast called Shoot the Flick. Every week, Scott and I introduce each other to a new movie the other one has never seen. We talk about it, give our thoughts on it, and also share some behind-the-scenes fun facts. We want you guys to come along and enjoy the movies with us. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at ShootTheFlick and check out our weekly episodes every single Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast. Come and listen to us now as Frankie and I Shoot, shoot the, the Flick! Dear listeners, the moment we have all been waiting for has finally happened. Last week, Bryce pulled the coveted dare of death when he finally spun the movie version of Russian Roulette, choosing High School Musical 3. We know our friends over at the Shoot the Flick, Scott and Frankie, will be very, very excited. If you didn't know... They started this entire journey when they invited the boys on to watch High School Musical 2. And apparently the boys 
thought there could not be a worse film than number two. <laughs> this week, as a reward for Shoot the Flick, and as a consolation prize for Jim, we have asked them to dare Jim to see a film from their bag of torturous Frankie Sparks and Scott Eisenberg Disney Crap Fest Rage Films. Maybe Jim's prize isn't going to be as great as he thinks. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Well, if it wasn't me, I am happy to see good friends finally destroy Bryce. I was so very, very close last year. You haven't seen the last of me, Bryce. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> He's so crazy. I fucking love Casey. Well, isn't this a super, super surprise? Before we let Bryce talk about what we lovingly have been calling Death by High School Musical 3, we have two very special guests joining us for the first time ever in film rage history in our rage or dare segment we have the fabulous frankie and scott from the podcast shoot the flick welcome you two hey yay it's great to be on yeah especially for this <laughs> yes. i'm so excited for this now can you i've been looking forward to this like all week yeah <laughs> I'm so, we, you I'm know, so I have excited. been, I have been too, actually, to be quite honest. Tell us, like we, Bryce and I were on your show back last August, and this Death by High School Musical 3 has been our random dare since August. So, I we have uh, <laughs> Scott and Frankie to thank for this. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves, and our listeners, for that matter. Well, uh, I'm Frankie, and the big guy over here is Scott. Hi, everybody. And uh, we are a married couple who like to shoot the shit about movies. And we have a podcast called Shoot the Flick, where we introduce each other to a new movie every week. And we have fun doing so. And yes, last August, I introduced both my husband and these fine gentlemen here to High School Musical 2, and it broke all of their minds, and I felt very powerful. <laughs> it, it's very funny, because when we did that episode, just to go off on a tangent, both, Tiny tangent, both Bryce and Jim were like, we will never watch the third one. <laughs> never. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting you said that, because... After the, after we were on your episode and we talked about how terrible High School Musical 2 was, Bryce and I had a little film rage meeting and we said, you know... It's got to go in the bag. It's got to go in the bag. And we tried to think of how we could do it, <laughs> that it was fair that that one of us was tortured enough to pull it. Yeah. So we, we each cleared out our rage bags and we had exactly so many films that we put in it. Yeah, I think we both had 10 films in it, one of them. High School Musical 3. So we had one in 10 chance to begin with, and it kept on going. I think it was one plus, yeah, it was 11. One in 11. 11. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, the odds kept on going up, and we <laughs> we managed to miss it every week until last week. I kind of I kind of I really wish. think it, the timing was great, though, because just when you had reached out to Scott to say, hey, we finally pulled High School Musical 3, we were actually talking about 
doing our own episode on High School Musical 3. <laughs> oh, no way. So we actually pushed up our episode a little earlier so we could time it better. With no yours, way. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it's really funny. So we had to watch it. Scott had to watch it earlier than he expected, which he was not happy about. But. Oh, Scott. <laughs> but it was Scott, very Scott, funny. Scott. Oh, yeah. So because you now you're, we don't want to give too much away for your episode. So, uh, Frankie, tell us how you got into the high school musical world space and and thought, first off, why anyone in their right mind would want to start this trilogy. All right. You know, when you phrase it like that, how am I supposed to? All right. Here we go. So I was a I was a tween in the 2000s. That's really the only reason why you would get into this series. Um, I, I watched the first one when I was a wee lass of like 12 or 13 and I loved it. And then I watched the second one, still loved it. I don't know why watching the second one as an adult, it, even the first one, they're both bad, but like, I still have a nostalgic little attachment to both of those. Um, and then the third one, I only saw one time before this, I guess by that point <laughs> I had grown out of it. Yep. So I, I had pretty much like maybe like 12% nostalgic attachment to this film, which helped because, you know, Scott didn't have to hear me defending it for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just got to mock it. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. So you, so you Although did. it wasn't funny bad like High School Musical 2. High School Musical 2 is funny bad, I feel like. This well, is just bad. Well, I think that's debatable. I think that absolutely that's debatable. <laughs> so the most important question I had, because being a tween, obviously seeing this and starting mm -hmm. that journey, did you have moisture in your nether regions for oh Zac Efron back in your tweens? Is that what kind okay. of, was that so your first? Hurting now, so that question wasn't as creepy, I guess, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I was very into Zac Efron and his swoopy hair at okay. that time. Mind you also, this was around the time that I met Scott in like late middle school, high oh, school. So Scott and he benefited. also just happens to be a sports football guy and a theater nerd. So he was like the Zac Efron oh. in, my high school, in my mind. I don't know. But yeah, that was like, that so, was the whole thing. I so guess. Scott, you benefited from Frankie's love of Zac Efron. Yeah, you should be thanking Zac Efron and his swoopy hair. Yeah, yes. you should. Oh, the swoopy hair. <laughs> and his terrible music numbers. Nice. Well... Uh, is there anything you'd like to prepare Bryce with before we have him tell us in full detail his thoughts on High School Musical 3? Uh, we'd just like to give Bryce an apology. We're sorry. I don't, I don't apologize <laughs> at all. <laughs> I don't at all. <sighs> all right. I'm so excited. <laughs> I see your notes. Oh, I got I'm notes. Excited. All right. Here we go. Wait. Just Apparently, decide. people have been waiting for just, this. Just wait. Yes. Yay! Right. <laughs> like literally yay. I'm like smiling ear to ear right now. <sighs> High oh, school God. musical three senior year takes us back to East High where we reunite with Troy, Gabriella, Ryan, Sharpay, Chad, and Taylor as they get ready for not only prom, but the big spring musical extravaganza. So many questions arise as you watch this. 
Will Troy and Gabriella find a way to stay together? Will Chad finally ask Taylor to the prom? Will Sharpay step on her brother again and get what she wants? Will Troy choose basketball or theater? Will Grab Gabriella choose her future or some high school loser? Will Ryan actually come out of or will he stay in the closet? All of these questions are answered and more in this one hour and 52 minute movie of endless power ballads and generic spoiled rich kids. I wanted every character in this to fail. I hate them all. The unfortunate thing is none of them fail. They all get a syrupy, sweet, happy ending that has me wishing that this preteen fueled juggernaut never got the green light in the first place. I mean, really, Troy doesn't have to make any choice, but still gets everything his heart desires. He gets the girl. He gets to take theater at call at college and he gets to play college ball so what was the point of building this up as troy having to make some big life decisions when in the end he gets everything he wants and no sacrifice has to be made that is so much like real life i hate you troy and i hope you fail miserably in college and drop out at which point Gabrielle will dump you and you can go back to Albuquerque where you can perform hand jobs for cash. Still, I will say that this was better than High School Musical 2, which I was forced to endure last year. Thanks, guys. But that still makes this an unbelievable, I hope you rot in hell, Troy, rage. Uh, I, I think I have some moisture in my nether regions now. That was, that was pretty pretty delicious that was intense so wait so just to clarify because i i wasn't sure if i heard did you like this better than high school musical 2 <laughs> yeah yeah you I did. did more tolerable yeah and it was still made me do this <laughs> wow that's i was not expecting that okay cool yeah no well, yeah i i i so you want to hear the funny thing is like we've been you know we are brothers in rage by the way I, me liking it better than High School Music 2 doesn't mean that High School Musical 2 had any redeeming qualities whatsoever. <laughs> I get it. It's a very low bar. And doesn't mean that yeah, this one on did the either. It's, it's just... underground. I got it. <laughs> so the funniest things that, are, that our listeners will know, and it's not very often that we do this for each other, but because this has been part of our life since August... I couldn't let Bryce watch this alone, so I got to come over and watch it at his place as he watched it. I just want to note for the people, I'm crying right now. I'm actually crying. It's like, what are we teaching the kids today? I mean, really? I mean... He gets everything, and he has to sacrifice nothing. What lesson is in this? White privilege, Oh my God! You, you, yeah, like you're right, preach absolutely. on, sister. That's that's, that's as, exactly what this message taught. Brought to you as, by white privilege. Brought to you by Disney. <laughs> as such a big fan of you guys, that rant might replace the Theodore Rex rant <laughs> as my favorite rant. The Theodore Rex rant was good too, and that was all <laughs> your fault, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> Yeah, that really, was... you shouldn't have us on anymore. We cause you guys great. No, no. You know what? It's funny that, you know, Casey actually has, he literally broke Bryce last year. So oh, it, it was the amount of evil remakes from Casey's bag that we hit and he hit a wall. He just gave us remake after remake <laughs> after remake and they just kept on getting worse. And I just, I I was I I, I was broken. Yeah, just it was. Oh, I can hundred percent guarantee if there was a High School Musical four, 
except for that wouldn't make any sense because they graduated. But if they made a, a university musical one, that I think it could have destroyed Bryce. Oh, man. We, we were talking about that when we rewatched it. We were like, what if they did like a high school musical reunion, like a 10-year reunion? Or it seemed like with the new Troy guy in the movie and the new Sharpay girl, which I didn't know their actual names. I just called them new Troy and new Sharpay. Mm. It seemed like they were trying to do high school musical the next generation for oh, some reason and yeah. it didn't work out kind of like degrassi high but yeah and that's weird i don't the, know i like should be distant had degrassi. a vague memory of that and i was like wait is that was that real and it was and i was like oh this is pointless <laughs> uh you know what i wish you both luck when you put out high school musical three are you put wait are you putting that out Tomorrow? Not the same week. No. We got some uh, stuff. We got like, like two or so weeks. Yeah, we're going to build up to this oh, shit, nice. baby. All right. Well. <laughs> but for those of you that haven't listened to us, like it's it, it's going to be this, but just more in depth and more screaming and crying from Scott. Except, so if you're into that. Except Frankie <laughs> usually, she'll when she even when she hates a movie, she'll go, yeah, but, you know, I didn't hate it that much. So it gets a two and a half stars. <laughs> I hated it that much. <laughs> to be fair, in those situations, it's usually like a family member showing me a movie. Like, yeah, and yet, like, and yet. What Eddie and the Cruisers, my father-in-law showed it to me. Sorry, Hal, if you're listening. And I tried side. to be nice. <laughs> I really oh, tried very yeah. hard. Frankie, was bad. Frankie is the Murray of the Shoot the yeah, Flick uh, family. Yes, I was going to add, um, I love musicals. I did not see this one because it's Disney. But yeah, I count... Grease 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, Grease. can you believe Not that? Grease Not Grease. Grease, Grease 2. two. Grease two. Wait, unironically, though? N- yeah, like, yeah, unironically. No, I liked like, it. It's, wait, but even wait, worse than that. That's wait, Murray. Wait, wait. Even worse than that. He also liked, what's that skating movie again? Oh, The Cutting, cutting Edge. edge. No, the Cutting yeah, Edge. That's a good movie. Stop. <laughs> oh, the cutting, I thought you were going to say Xanadu. I was going to hang out. <laughs> he up. also Xanadu. likes Xanadu. <laughs> uh, like I, I like the musical years. number. That was about it. The rest of the movie was terrible. Uh, but it had... I, I like musicals. It had Olivia Newton-John. But Grease 2, though? Yes. That's yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. And okay. you know what? Now, now you I'm see what judging. we're dealing with. This is a perfectly good... This is a perfectly good segue, by the way. Yeah. See what we have to deal with, you two? Um, so this is a perfect segue, is because now you're going to tell tell our listeners, was I, should I have actually lucked out and pulled that from the bag? Because are what they going to get me to watch this time? By, by the way, okay. I'm, I'm not watching it with you. <laughs> yeah, but, it, you know, it's kind of... I it's don't kinda care like, what it is. It's kind of like done that, do that sound again. Wah, wah, yeah, wah. <laughs> it could be that, but we'll find out. So, Jim, I want you to pick either door A or door B. Oh, oh God. that's what we're doing like today. No yes. Haven't we tortured oh. them enough? A little bit, yes. Oh. Door A Jeez. is a movie that was only released in four theaters. Mm. I don't subscribe to. I think we should just serve them their medicine. But Scott's more of a torture type. Yes. Okay. And I, Door B is a movie that was actually theatrically released, and by many is considered one of the worst movies of all time. But that's sometimes good. Can be. I'm gonna go for the. F- I'm gonna go for door, door number A, Alex. Door A. Wait, what is door, door A? Door the door A is Birdemic, Shock and Terror. <laughs> Birdemic. <laughs> Shock and terror. Sounds recent. 
Yeah. Have you guys ever heard of that? Actually, uh, I think that actually I, ha- has I have. Been, yeah, yeah I have sure. I think it might be on Amazon. So that's obviously a challenge I think too. So. If it's, it's only pretty been much pl- anywhere. Because I one of those. There was a birddemic, but maybe I didn't know it had the shock and terror. There, were, there are three of them. Ah. That's you don't why. Have to watch all. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> Just, well, I, just I, shock and terror. I won't be watching all. <laughs> I've seen two of them. Now, how did how did where did, where the fuck did Birdemic come from? And how oh, did, what four about. theaters did it play? Yeah, it, I don't. It, I didn't know that till today. I to literally, I was like, oh, let me look up theatrically released movies that I rated, and it was like, oh, it was released in L.A., New York, like San Antonio, and somewhere else, probably Calgary, on like a weird little tour. <laughs> All, okay. all I can think okay, about James now is when? what was what's behind door B. What did he miss out on? Oh no, they're going to save that for you another what? day. Uh, door no, B no. would have been Master of Disguise. I love oh, Master in Disguise. Carvey. I, Get the cheese. I Who wants it. the cheese? I actually. Who wants the cheese? Think that might have already come up. No, it hasn't. You can put them both in. That would have been a mondo I didn't see it for on me. Your website, so that's put why. Put them both in. That would have been a. That would have been mondo for me. Actually, that's what, that's I love Master Turtle, turtle, turtle. It doesn't hold I'm up. I'm not turtle enough for the turtle club. I watched that movie a lot as a kid. I'm not turtle enough for the turtle club. Oh no! Turtle, turtle. All right, birdemic. Yeah, I think I might just watch that this weekend anyway. I think I. I think I. I think I own the VHS copy of it. Whoa. Well, this has been like, we have to have you guys come on for a full episode sometime. Yeah. And, uh, but you don't have to go to the cinema. Oh, we would definitely go to the cinema. We you like going to enough. the cinema. Or you, you do a list. if we have a special um, like horror episode where we watch, I think even for Krampus next year, Bryce is controlling the Krampus films next year because I fucked it up so badly this year. <laughs> What else is new? <laughs> well, I'm glad you're going to come back. Down. Thank you for joining us. Why don't you tell all of our listeners where they can find you everywhere? Uh, well, you can find Shoot the Flick uh, wherever podcasts are podcasted. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, all those places. Uh, we release episodes almost every Wednesday. But uh, there is plenty of both fun movies and rageorific movies to peruse, including High School Musical 2 with our friends here from Film Rage. So feel free to check that out. And also High School Musical 1 and soon High School Musical 3. <laughs> and then that's it. You can book it. Sharpay has a spinoff movie, but we're not doing that. <laughs> In case you were wondering. I refuse. Deservedly so. I refuse. I don't want to watch that shit. That door is closing. Yeah. Well, I guess that makes this a, a bookended ending. So, Murray. All right. What do you got to say for yourself? Nothing. I'm glad I not to watch it. But but <laughs> that's all, folks. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the extended Film Rage family, who you can find in our show notes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For Scott and Frankie from Shoot the Fick, Flick, Fick, Shoot the Thick Flick. Uh, no, it's just Shoot the Flick. Uh, thanks to our 
best love and god of rage, Casey the nerdy photographer for the voice of Rage Adair. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Red Bubble and Public. We're always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, and send us emails to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dares to see terrible movies to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, Please, 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 pretty please, please, please. I make us rage. That's it for this week. Rage on. <laughs> rage on. Oh, yeah. Rage on.